0: afraid of nothing when you've been to hell and back 20 times it'll take the fear out of you you'll be saying the same God that delivered me from the hand of the lion So we changed it. No longer say born again. Nicodemus said, now wait a minute, to Jesus. Now wait a minute, let's let's, let's reason this out. Thank you. Let's reason this out. Reason is what you do when faith has vacated the premises. You are sitting on a mountain that faith built. You ought to shout. They don't know anybody for that seat you're sitting in. They don't know anybody for that hotel you're staying in. They don't know anybody for that four-dimensional, magnificent feet over there you can go through. You can soak up faith in here. You can walk out there to that Western Wall replica and put your hands on that thing. And let the power of God come on you. okay be seated and invite me for one night one night i can't say hello my name's parsley in one night watch me now change the terminology jesus said to nicodemus you must be born again nicodemus said whoa How shall I enter again into my mother's womb and be born a second time? He said, No, 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 no. That which is born of flesh remains flesh. But that which makes a decision makes a confession. Born of the Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. You are born again of the incorruptible seed of the Word of God germinated by the Holy Ghost. Well, if you're happy about it, help yourself. Either folks didn't get it or they don't know what they got. Watch me. Born of born again the consideration of such is never out of place how often do you hear born again from the pulpits of national ministries all the heads are going never entire networks get mad at me when I say born again you're no longer relevant relevant okay so then I say define your terms what what do you mean Relevant. Well, you know, up to date. Now, it's not relevant. In line with the culture. That's not relevant. Do you have a dictionary? Relevant. To be in touch with the issue. So I'll walk you through that. What is the issue? Why are we all here? When you get to be my age, questions haunt you. Why are we here? Why did you come out tonight? You could have been at home watching whatever people watch. I don't know. But, but 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 you are here on a thursday night you are there watching on a phone watching on an ipad watching on a television screen listening by radio you're there why Why do we do what we do? Why do we need this? Why do we clap? Why do we shout? Why do we pray? Why do we need a youth group? Why do we need home groups? Why? Because the apex of all Christian endeavor must become to place the jewel of a soul in the crown of our Savior that the Lamb of God slain may receive the reward of his suffering. That's it. That is it. Dr. Sorello knew that. Yes, I wish I had that book. No, the big book. Be seated. It's the most beautiful picture book I've ever seen. And you open it up, and the first thing you see is Dr. Sorello. His life was radically changed because he had a vision, the same vision that my pastor, Dr. Lester Sumrall, had which was the same vision that their friend Dr. Oral Roberts had, which was the same vision that Dr. Kenneth E. Hagen had, which was the same vision that T.L. and Daisy Osborne had. The world going to hell. Burning in eternal flame. You say, well, I don't believe that hell has um, flames like we talk about flame." Okay. Because right, right. if it's not, whatever it is, is worse. Yeah. Yeah. They're not playing racquetball down there. Just know that. Come on. Come on. So we say, we made a decision do they have jack in the box around here (laughs) (laughs) welcome my jack in the box you have that right so they have like a big board before you get there right maybe it's McDonald's. they got them all around the world okay so you pull up there and they got that board it's been the same for a hundred years, and the guy in front of you can't make a decision. <laughs> i buy yours if you'll just order. So he, he decided, I, I'll have, maybe you decide, maybe you're on a diet, so you're going to have a cheeseburger, a small fry, and a super-duper milkshake. I don't know what you're going to have. But right there, you made a decision. A decision is a conclusion after consideration. Nothing wrong with a decision. If you're in McDonald's line in front of me, make one. Big Mac, quarter pounder with cheese, filet-o-fish. Make up your mind. Right? Let me ask you a question. When you make that decision, you still hungry? You still hungry? Do you just say, thanks, get out of the line and go home? No. No, you've got to move on. Right? When you move on, you come to Having made your decision, now you come to the squat box. Welcome to Jack. How may I help you? And you be better be ready to talk if you're in front of me. You better open that mouth of yours right then. Right? Here is the verse that God gave me for this decade. You ready? Psalm 81.10. Open your mouth with a mighty decree. And God said, I will fulfill it. Now you'll see the words that you speak, so shall it be. Get to talking. Yeah. Okay, be seated. Because I'm hurrying. They're counting me down. You ready? Yes, sir. Now you get to the talk box and you make a confession. A confession, church knows nothing about this. A confession is an outward, public, Admission of guilt. The night I got born again, I was the only person at the altar. I was eight years old. I tugged on my mother's dress. She said, What do you want? I said, I want to go to the altar. She said, why? I'm eight years old. Why? She wanted to make sure I got what I was after. Why? When's the last time we asked somebody at the altar, why are you here? Listen to me. Are you getting it? Are you getting it? Are you typing? Send those prayer requests. Oh. an admission of guilt. People don't get born again because they're never told they have to die. If you're born, how you going to get born again? We tell people come to the altar make a decision make a confession right but the confession is not about guilt the confession is not about conviction we don't even great 85 percent of evangelical christians do not know what these three words mean. The Great Commission. Over 60% have never heard it in their lives. That's why it takes 100 churches in America, one year, and $100,000 to win one soul. See, we've missed it. We missed it. Brother Sorello didn't miss it. His heart ached. His body collapsed. He's walking into a hotel room to have a great crusade. And he falls upon the floor as a dead man. And the Holy Ghost said to him, there are going to be a hundred witches in the meeting tonight sure enough he gets up to preach and they go to cackling and chanting that's when you'd look for security he squared his shoulders and said i call for quiet now the next person that opens their mouth to disrupt this meeting will be carried out dead where are the Morris Sorellas where are the Lester Sumrals where are the A.A. Allens where are the Amy Simple McPherson's? where are the Catherine Coolmans? My pastor was in the jungles of Central America, alone, no security, no hotel, alone, going from village to village, preaching this gospel among headhunters and witch doctors and witches came across a witch doctor. He had a bullfrog. He had cut his own arm and dropped blood into the mouth of the bullfrog. Poured alcohol in with his own blood. Held it. Everything in the realm of darkness is a reflection of the realm of light. He's spinning and making incantations to demon spirits. Brother Summerall walked up to him, squared his shoulders, handed him his business card, and said, We have a counselor at our church. And if you'll drop by on Tuesday, where's the church? Stop crying. Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And hear God cry, Where are my Elijahs? Shout, Legacy, Legacy, Legacy. Wow, no anointing. I was preaching the funeral of the man who taught me more about faith than every other living human being that was ever in my life. His name was Norval Hayes. He was not even a five-fold ministry gift. He was a businessman. But when my sister was on 35 prescribed medications a day, given three months to live and sent home to die in Indianapolis, Indiana in 1979, He grabbed a hold of my sister, he held her to his chest for two hours and 45 minutes and he couldn't care less who stayed and who left. He was determined that the spirits that had taken control of her life were going to leave her that night. Three men, one of them, Greg, was as tall and stout as you. I was one, and there was one a bit smaller than me. Her leg went out at a 45 degree angle backwards. She weighed 92 pounds while he was holding her. And she was screaming, Don't let him get me! Don't let him get me! Don't let him take me! Hell was trying to pull her out of his arms. Three men suspended their weight on her leg and could not budge it. After two hours and 45 minutes, the alcohol left her, the drugs left her, the needles left her. She lived another 35 years shouting the praises of God. Where's that God? Where's that on Sunday morning? Where's that in your prayer meeting? Where's that in your home group? Where is the church? God's victorious army of this great legacy. Watch. I'm 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 wrapping up in case you wonder that means absolutely nothing. Watch. Be seated Stand up, young lady in the blue with the glasses right there with white on your head. This legacy belongs to you. Take it. Walk in it. Learn from it. Study everything Dr. Sorello ever wrote or said. And get it in your belly. For you are a firebrand in this army, says the Lord. The Holy Ghost is not a third cousin removed by marriage from the Godhead. He is God. I was preaching Brother Norval Hayes' funeral a couple years ago. I walked to the pulpit, had my remarks. The Holy Ghost of God leaped up inside. and I heard him say these words that he spoke out of my mouth without my control. That's called the anointing. (laughs) The anointing is Holy Ghost possession. It's not you felt something. I can squirt a water hose on and you'll feel something, but it's not the anointing. Come on. The Holy Ghost said to me, no through me anointing ever leaves the earth. It either lies dormant or somebody picks it up at which time it multiplies that's why Dr. Sorello built this place he didn't even get to enjoy it except watching over the sapphire sill of heaven's gate tonight shouting preach rod preach rod He built it for legacy. The same reason Elijah said, if you chase me so I know you want it, if you follow me, go home, Elijah. Why don't you go home? Not as the Lord God lives. If you go to Jordan, I'll go to Jordan. If you go to Samaria, I'll go to Samaria. As the Lord God lives. Y'all say you want an anointing, you show up once every seven years. Anointings don't fall out of heaven and ping you on the head like a ripe cherry. If you want one, you fight for it you'll fight devils for it you'll fight family for it you'll fight financial difficulties for it you let nothing turn your plow when you're chasing anoint yeah. be seated i'm closing you good? i'm closing hey jesus hey. yeah help me i'm on tv <laughs> If you think I look all right, type it in. If not, send me a suit. Amen. Look, no anointing ever leaves the earth. Brother Sumrall slapped a left hand on a right cheek and a right hand on a left cheek. And he said to that demonized thing, come out of him. How much you hear that in your church? Why are you so quiet? Quit petting the devil. He'll kill you if he gets a chance. He drove Saul, God's choices find in all of Israel, out of his mind. He'll do the same to you if you let him. He'll bankrupt you if you let him. Send you to an early grave if you let him. Now, why doesn't God do anything? God forever surrendered his right to act independently in your life in Genesis chapter 1. Why won't God heal me? Why don't you? Lay your hands on yourself. Man, I'm preaching good tonight. Are they recording? I hope they're recording this. I never have done this one. Shout legacy. Shout anointing. on me now. I dare you to let this great anointing lie dormant. I dare you. Shout, I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to pray for the sick. And they're going to recover. I'm going to cast out devils. I'm going to teach the word. I'm going to pray. Oh God, let your anointing come upon me. Be seated. Brother Summerall went back to his little. I'm talking about a legacy of faith tonight. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I could tell you of Howard Carter. I could tell you of Smith Wigglesworth, my spiritual grandfather, whose infection I contracted. A communicable contagion. It's on me. And if you get too close to me, it'll get on you too. He went back to his old hut. Didn't have a beautiful hotel like this one. Last night... I am not ashamed to tell you, I slept in a bed that Dr. Morcerello slept in. And if you think I slept, you crazy. No. No. He had it. I want it. Smith Wigglesworth preached a great crusade. He closed the meeting, staying in a home, bid the sweet mother of the home adieu, got his little bowler hat and his little briefcase, and down the front steps he walked and out the little picket gate. And the woman came screaming, Brother Wigglesworth, you can. not my husband is not yet saved. But the were turned around and tipped his hat and said, dear lady, just don't change the sheets. The anointing is tangible. It's transferred. Somebody's about to get it. I said, the anointing is tangible it has substance it's transferable it's in these seats it's on this property it's at that western wall it's in the dining area it's in the hotel sinners about to jump out of the bed in the middle of the night He didn't leave us this for fun. He left us this for legacy. Woman said, her husband got home. They went to bed that night. He was in the bed about 10 minutes. Started rubbing his legs. She said, what's the matter with you? He said, I don't know. It's too hot in here. So he opened the windows. He got back in bed. And he said, it's all over me now. She said, oh, Brother Wigglesworth told me not to change these sheets. He leaped out of the bed, got in the floor, gave his life to Jesus, and preached the gospel the rest of his life. I'm talking about the anointing. Do you want it? So, are you kidding me? Dr. Morris Sorello held a great crusade. And the Holy Ghost fell so strong that an entire school of deaf children had to be shut down because they all got healed. The whole bunch of them. 50 students got their hearing and their speech back. I want that. I don't care if you like my sermon. I want that. I don't care if you take me off television. I want. There's a portal. Don't let it close on you. So there lay Brother Summerall on his little cot. And suddenly an evil scent entered the room. Smoke. He said, you couldn't see the hand in front of your face. My bed began to shake. It shook all the way out in the middle of the floor. And I recognized that evil spirit. I said, you foul demon of hell, I cast you out (laughs) earlier today. How dare you torment me? go from me now he said the bed settled back down the curtain lay back against the wall the odor left the chill left now that's when you would have written a book but brother Summerall looked around and raised back up in the bed pointed his finger out that window and said hey devil get back in here bed started shaking breath crystallizing cold as November in the middle of Central America and he said when I came in here my bed was against that wall now in the name of Jesus put it back the bed started shaking all the way back against the wall settled down and he said, now get out of here and don't come back. Shout, I want that legacy. I want that anointing. is standing, nobody moving. I'll be like Dr. Sorello. Everybody's standing, nobody moving. We've lost respect for the pulpit. Nobody moving. The only thing I left out after decision and confession is conversion. Your Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he becomes a new creature instantaneously. Old things pass away. We don't have to send him to the next steps, the best steps, the up steps, the down steps, the in-between steps. Where we try to teach people to be good. You can never be good on your own. You know that. You have to be recreated from the inside. A new man. A new woman. That the devil... And the world have never had to deal with before till you look in your rearview mirror and wonder who in the world that is staring back at you. Be converted. Every head bowed and every eye closed. No one looking around. Those of you watching around the world, we are praying over your requests, we are believing God for your miracle. But the greatest miracle the world has ever known is that your sins can be forgiven. You can become a new creature, not just the old you trying to be better. If you've never truly experienced that, the only thing that would stand in your way would be pride. And I bind that now on three. You want to go to heaven and not hell. Serve God and not the devil. When I say three, shoot your hand up in the air bravely and boldly or type it in online. There are folks ready to pray with you. Break every chain. Do it right now. Become a new creature. Be born again. Hands are going up all over the building on three. One, two, three. Raise that hand and leave it up. Leave it up. Now, don't be ashamed. You may be a deacon. You may be a preacher. But you've never heard the truth like you've heard it tonight. And you know that you need to be recreated inside. I want you to pray this with me and mean it. Heavenly Father, loud so the people in front of you get angry. That's it. Heavenly Father, I come to you this night. In the name of Jesus Christ, I confess to you, I am a sinner. I need a Savior. I've heard the gospel. It has the power to save me. Oh God, this night, forgive my sin. Wash me in your blood. Give me eternal life holy spirit fill me now lord jesus baptize me in the holy spirit i receive it now i'm a christian on my way to heaven and nothing can stop me i'm a child of god it makes me so happy i can almost shout